Yo. Hey. What's what's up? This feels so crazy. <laughs> um, we're back. Yeah, we're we're back. We're really sorry for not posting for like three months. Yeah, but, but we had to uh, we had to deal with some shit. Yeah, like <laughs> we had to deal with a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, we also just had to live our lives, and <laughs> it just didn't. This is really the first time we've been able to, like, get together. I mean, isn't this the first time I've seen you since, like, the beginning of September? Like, well, I keep thinking... The last I saw you was uh, with James. But it's so funny because I feel like the whole night last night, I was thinking, was that really the last time I saw you? Because that was two months ago. But it feels like it feels I saw like, you yesterday. I like, know. Because we had some really good, like, long phone calls like while I was in Halifax and like oh yeah just over over the last couple months and it was almost like during those chats I was just walking around talking to you and it was almost like we were on a walk together totally you know yeah totally it's it's like funny because you know how I can just go off on those phone calls you know oh yeah me too like I can just keep it going I remember this one call we had when I was in Ontario and I was just walking down the highway, like, smoking a yeah. spliff, like, so paranoid that, like, my grandparents might decide to leave their house and drive by and see yeah. me, like, smoking. Or the wind might blow the smoke back to their property. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a... Sending smoke signals back to your grandparents. <laughs> yeah, that was a vivid concern for me. Um... I remember that phone call, too, because I could just hear semis blowing past me <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> And I was like, can you switch off your <laughs> headphones? Like, I can hear everything. <laughs> but it was also like, there's no service there. Yeah. But I needed to, like, walk away, you know? Yeah. I couldn't stay, like, I couldn't stay in one spot. The I had conversation to... could not be had with grandparents present. Or even no. in the same property. <laughs> no. I mean, like, honestly, I was shocked that I was able to have it in the same town. Yeah. Let alone same province. Yeah. <laughs> so. You never know what could be tapped. <laughs> <laughs> The government's listening. Conspiracy theories. Is and that what this episode's going to be about? Conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories. We've dabbled in it before. We've, we've always glazed the surface. Honestly, I have no idea what this episode's going to be about. Like, it's almost like we have so much content that we could talk about, but, like, it's, like, overwhelming, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as always, you know, we cut we'll shit out, so. Yeah. <laughs> we ramble, and then we edit. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's our process. That's our creative process. Ramble and edit. We're, we're ramblers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm we a ramble rambler. with intention. Intentional ramblers. Intentional ramblers. Band name. Band name. <laughs> what kind of band would that be? Like bluegrass, like trip hop? Yo, if this podcast thing doesn't pan out, I think we should probably pivot. Oh shit, the seagull's back. Oh, Dude, that guy's massive. <laughs> he's huge. Okay, oh my god, so that guy's packing. For the audience, uh, there's a fat gull that has been uh, posting up on my balcony in Victoria. Man, like the Instagram does not do it justice. No. Like seeing that on Instagram, I was like, what's this big deal about the seagull? It's but now, huge. Seeing it in real life. Like, the thought of me going out there and tangoing with that bird <laughs> is an absolute no-go for me. All I will do is what I'm going to do right now, which is walk up to the glass and scare him. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck seagulls. Um, so I was, he's, he comes like every day or they come every day. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't like it at all. So I Googled, uh, how to stop seagulls from landing on your balcony. And apparently, uh, you can put up old CDs old cds because it's reflective i think it's because it's reflective i don't think it's because they, they just don't like cds <laughs> they hate your taste music. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like wait which cds like, like oh you listen to lana del rey like boo i'm going to i'm out of here fucking bummer yeah this balcony's got fucking nirvana <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going over here yeah okay maybe we should maybe we should talk about like some real shit well, we don't have to, but we could talk about, like, where we're, like, living right now and what we're up to. Yeah, we could do a little rundown on that. I can give, like, some kind of, you know, because, I mean, who the fuck is really listening to this? Like, I mean, probably everyone at this point. Like, yeah. I know that at first it's just going to be, like, some friends from planting, then it's going to be their parents, then it's going to be their grandparents, then it's going to be, like, yeah. Obama. Then it gets dropped into the laps of some very important people, and all of a sudden... <laughs> Obama, we... if you're listening, thanks. Yeah. And if not, fuck, fuck you. you. Ooh, we just told Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, honestly. If okay. I don't see the CIA at my house tomorrow, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I'll be floored. At your house? Quote <laughs> <Air> our quotes. <laughs> Yeah, we should we should give a rundown of our living situations because they're very different. Oh, they're very different. Worlds yeah. apart, but you know. Yeah, so close. But so far? I mean, I'll start off by saying I officially made the move to British Columbia. <laughs> Which I need to say is literally beyond me considering last season. When I said I was going to Sam left my house. I don't even think we said goodbye. It was such a shit show. Like... I was, like, in the process of breaking up with my boyfriend at the time. I was, like, in this limbo state. Sam was, like, doing God knows what. Driving you around in that stupid van I bought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a a good hot minute in that van. It was, yeah. We, like, went shopping. We went to that hilarious, like, incense store on Commercial Drive, Paranada. Bought those pants, wore them probably 200 times. Yeah. Those pants that became iconic. Totally. Um, they're like the classic commercial drive yoga pants for yeah. for listeners out there. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and if if anyone is who's listening knows me, you definitely know what pants I'm talking about. Yeah. Although since then I've definitely moved on to different pants. Like I got this new pair of um pants that I basically copied from James. Um, from Army Circus. Oh, oh, the fleece joggers? No, 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 no. Um, they're like the green cargo ones. Oh, It's nice. crazy you haven't seen me wear them. That really shows you haven't been around for the past two months. Because I have worn... Like, Laura was shocked I wasn't wearing them yesterday. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it was my September sad boy outfit was my giant Carhartt black sweater paired Ooh. with these, like, green cargo pants. Yeah. Paired with my, like, shitty New Balance runners that have been, like, falling apart at the seams. I know. I know those. Yeah. I saw those. Those have made it through a lot. And my bucket hat. Have you seen that one? Oh, the one from, um, the brewery? Yeah. I love that bucket hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That bucket hat is sick. You have seen it. Um, that bucket hat suits you... And it's the kind of thing that, uh, like, I would never pick out for you. Like, I would never pick up that bucket hat and say, oh, this should be worn by Laura. But 
for some reason it looks like it was made for your head it's a very it's a very crazy pattern it's kind of like almost keith herring vibes like very bright colors and like crazy pattern and like yeah primary colors it was so funny because i went to my my mom's like my mom's birthday in vancouver and we were going to some like pretty nice restaurant like with my dad my mom my sister and her boyfriend um, oh yeah, weren't you going to like Les Faux Bourgeois or something? No, no, no. Um, Le Crocodile. Oh, I was like, place. and I got like dressed up, and I was wearing honestly a pretty sick outfit. I borrowed like my mom's like this long like black skirt and these like kind of cool boots. Yeah. And then I was wearing that white button down, and then I was like, okay. And then I put on this bucket hat, and I was like, wait, this looks like, like class. Like it yeah. looks like high society in a way and then i walked downstairs and my dad's like not a fucking chance you're wearing that hat to me. <laughs> and he was like dash and dreams it's, dash. it's so funny because i was like not even sold on wearing the hat i was really 50 50 on it yeah but the second my dad said don't wear it you're i'm like, like i'm wearing this <laughs> like shit. i'm fucking wearing this hat yeah. tonight and then we get there and the whole night my dad is just like looking at me wearing this hat and he's like basically scowling at me being like take it off and you're like it's called fashion sweetie look it up and then even even my sister's boyfriend ashish shout out ashish he was like yeah like it looks like that hat could literally be like fucking gucci or something it does you know even though it's very bold yeah like i feel like that shit is some shit you could buy for 20 bucks or fucking three grand you know well and it wasn't kind of expensive no it was 20 or 30 bucks. Oh, okay. And I was pretty hammered when I bought it. I feel like it's good quality. So it has, like... It just, like, looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a purchase I'm very happy with. Yeah. Like, I love Bucket Hots. But the issue is that I got into Bucket Hots right after I got addicted to vaping. And those two things things together just, like, throw me back to looking like I'm 16. Totally. Throw in my skateboard... Now you've got an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're getting carded everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still do anyways, I'm sure. But. Barely. I mean, <laughs> I'm 22 now, going on 23, so. So you're old as fuck. Yeah. Seven years away from, you know, not ever being carded again. Um, speaking of kids vaping, we live across from a park called Anderson Park, which I call Anderson <laughs> Pack. That's sick. Because uh, it's one letter off. Anderson Dot Park. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like right across from a high school. And whenever Laura and I, other Laura, who's my roommate, uh, drive home, we always, we're always driving home like when kids are done school. And they're all wearing bucket hats, vaping with their skateboards, like on the corner. And we're like in the car also vaping. And we're just like solidarity. But also, <laughs> do we, should we be doing this? Like, it's yeah. just. Man, it's so funny because like all week I don't vape. And then anytime I see someone with a vape, immediately I'm vaping like every third breath. It's shocking that you can do that. Because I feel like if I wasn't, if I didn't prime my body to vape that much, I would feel sick. (laughs) I guess I've been smoking. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you have the nicotine levels in your system. Like, in Winnipeg, I had stopped smoking and vaping. And then when I knew that uh, Victoria was, like, approaching, I was like, ooh, I'm about to be around vapors. Like, I'm going to go buy myself a vape. Because the vape that I gave you kicked it? It kicked it, yeah. What happened? Like It just, uh, the connection was bad. Like, it just stopped working. <laughs> Honestly, when I put that vape in that quad yeah. in Mackenzie, 
Like, so, it was game over. Yeah. I, I even, like, I asked, like, Peter to, like, troubleshoot it for me. <laughs> I was like, because it was already acting up in Halifax. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, I need to bring this vape to you so you can try and fix it for me. How like, many vapes is it going to take for you to be like, I'm done with this shit? Uh, well, I'm, I'm at, like, six. So this I, is really your sixth vape? I think this is my sixth, yeah. Like, including the one that you gave me. It's my fifth one that I've purchased, I think. Yeah. It's, like, interesting because I don't really crave vaping, but, like, I will, yeah. like, go smoke. I feel like anytime I think about anything, like, a little bit stressful, I'm like, I deserve a cigarette. And then I'll just, like, roll one and go. Yeah. But it's also because I, quote, unquote, stopped smoking weed um, because, I don't know, I just, like, I feel like I've been in school for so long and then like school kept me from smoking weed and then planting during the like planting day I would never bro <laughs> fuck off man I I am scared more Aiden anyways I just always had an excuse to not smoke weed during the day so then smoking weed after my day was done was always a little like reward and I loved it yeah but then since I've just been kind of chilling in van in September I was smoking weed like it was like oh why not have a coffee and a spliff in the morning but then I don't know I just kind of feel like it's not really fun for me to always be high. Like, and I don't want to ruin weed for myself. Like I've seen so many of my friends do, like, I just don't want to get to the point where I'm like, Hey, I have to quit cold Turkey. Mm -hmm. So now it's more of like an every couple days at night thing. However, I am for sure on the microdosing train right now, pretty hard and on the CBD oil train. So yeah, I really want to get on the microdosing train, but I just haven't procured. Like, I don't just want to microdose any mushrooms. Like I want to buy, I want to like research and buy ones that I feel like would work for microdosing. I have such a solution. Um, Okay. So I talked to this guy um, at this party on Salt Spring, which I know we never kind of finished that conversation about where we're living because we- We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yeah. Um, But I met this guy at this party on Salt Spring and I think his company that he's working for in Duncan is called Microsybin or something like that. Okay. So like, don't don't quote me on it, but he like- um, yeah, he is from Australia. I think he also had a degree in, in like physics or something. So it was really cool to talk to him because we were just talking about the <clears throat> combination between like science and math and psychedelics and spirituality, which I think is a really strong connection. And he was just talking about like he really knew his shit on microdosing and they mm-hmm. have they have a plan, they have like a bunch of research on their website. Oh, cool. And you should check it out. I haven't checked it out yet, yeah. but I really want to. Um, I've just been kind of raw dogging it in terms of the microdose train. <laughs> yeah, like, which is I'm, fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like super serious about it. I guess I'm just trying to develop the left side of my brain just a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, after all these years of just, you know, like being in school, like being so structured and then planting and like whatever. I want to try to develop the creative element of my brain. And I think that microdosing is good for that. And I think it's totally. also good for like bringing all of your emotions just to the surface yeah because i think it's it's almost like okay maybe like those fucking like i actually don't know anything about this this could be a horrible analogy but those like acne treatments where at first like everything has to like you have to like completely break out and then yeah. your skin clears it's kind of like that and I, yeah. I really like that you know and that's another reason why i stopped smoking as much weed because i just wanted to make sure that you were feeling that I'm feeling my life. I don't want to like numb myself to anything good or bad. And it's not like I felt like a huge difference, 
but I've definitely felt more energetic not smoking weed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's also just nice because I guess I've always identified as a stoner, you know, and it's nice to try to move away from that a bit. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why psychedelics like aren't addictive or like aren't necessarily like, I feel like they, they are, can be medicine um in a way yeah. that like weed and like other drugs can't because they're really about like self-reflection and like turning inward but also like connecting to like nature and like i don't know just like you're not numbing yourself you're actually opening yourself up totally. to like different parts of your brain and different parts of yourself like as a you know, spiritual being totally um, that you can't access, and you can you can get to the point of accessing it without without psychedelics. Yeah, definitely. But it's like really hard to get there because of the way we've been conditioned and like the society we live in. Because everyone, I don't know, like it's hard to be that open. Yeah. Um, because it's scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think like that's what people are really discovering uh, when it comes to using, you know, psilocybin and LSD as like a, a mental health tool. Um, and I think that's that's really great. But the reason that I want to not just raw dog it, <laughs> as <laughs> yeah. you put it, is that I've you know dabbled like I've more than dabbled in psychedelics for like a long time but it's always been with the intention of like to be honest like getting fucked up like not in a not in a reckless way I think like it's always been to like have fun but I think if I I really want to like focus on doing it with more intention um because it works with your brain like the trip or the feelings that you have are so dependent on like set and setting, but also like your like mindset too. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, I kind of, I just want to approach it in a more of like, yeah, medicinal sense, like in yeah. more of a way of like, yeah, I'm taking this because I want to change this about myself or like, I want to try and discover these things or you know yeah develop a new way of thinking or elite like I just want to yeah be more intentional about it I guess totally I also feel like for me it's it it's like microdosing is a slow burn in a way Mm -hmm. you know if you take three grams of mushrooms and triples it can be an amazing experience that like rocks you and you're like wow like Mm -hmm. I've learned so much from this my experience but it's kind of nice to go slow and just take it day by day. And I mean, like, it's really hard for me to say, oh, is this my crudosing? Is this my environment? Am I just, like, in a good mood right now? Am I just having a good time? I don't know. I don't really care, I guess. Yeah. And even if the shrooms are just a placebo for me, I'm still happy with it, you know? Totally. Which is a cool realization to understand, like, how powerful a placebo can be. Mm-hmm. If you just believe that something that you're doing is it's making helping. you happier, then, yeah. like, why not just why, go with it, why? right? Why not believe that? So, I don't know. And, and if you believe, like, it, is it a placebo? You know, like, if you believe that, then... Yeah. That's the whole thing about the fucking placebo, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a crazy concept. It is a crazy concept. Um, it's pretty philosophical, like... Yeah, I mean, it really shows, like, the power of your actual mind. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. I, um... I was talking 
to some friends. Um, fuck. Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm gonna have to cut this. But I had something so, so good to say. But whatever. Fuck it. We'll circle back to it. We'll circle back to it eventually. Um, actually, I... Okay, well, I'll go off on this tangent then. I was talking to my friend about... And I, as soon as I heard, like, this story, I knew I wanted to bring it up with you because you're such, a, like, a coffee fan. Oh, yeah? But... Uh, the same guy that wrote um, the book that I, I'm reading on psilocybin, How to Change Your Mind. Michael, Michael Pollan. Yeah. So apparently he's working on a new book about coffee and the history of coffee. Oh, I don't know if I want to read it. So I, I haven't actually, he did a podcast. I think it was actually um, Joe Rogan, who I'm not like a huge fan of, but he just has the biggest podcast and gets really great guests and like whatever. But I didn't actually listen to it. My friend was kind of telling me about it. But apparently, like, the way Michael Pollan dives into subjects is, like, so deep. Like, he goes back to, like, the everything he can find out about it, he will find out about it. So he went, wow, just goes through the whole history of coffee. And, like, what I kind of didn't realize is that the beginning of, like, you know, humankind, like, people didn't drink, like, for a long time people didn't drink water because it wasn't safe. They just drank alcohol. Yeah. So like you would wake up in the morning and just start drinking <laughs> and you just drink all fucking day. Our ancestors were getting clear. <laughs> they were fucking tipsy. Okay. No wonder their lifespan was so short. The, yes. And also no wonder there was like so much violence and like, you know, it was like, yeah, by the end of the day, you're shwasted and people are fucking <laughs> fighting. And people are like, I'm blackout, let's start a war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's uh, go. Let's fucking do this. Let's fucking go, boys. So that obviously made life really difficult for people, right? Yeah. And then... Um, so kids were drinking too? Yeah, everyone was drinking. So you're just drinking straight from birth? Because you have to, like, you have to drink, they had to drink liquids. But how so strong was that alcohol? I think it depends. Like, I, I don't think it I was bet it was like, weaker. No. Well, like, I don't think it was like 40 proof, like, shine. <laughs> but it was they like weren't fermented. drinking like Alberta Pure, were they? No, it was like, like, it was like fermented, like, shit. Like, there was alcohol in it. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure exactly how, but if you're drinking it all day long. You're like, sipping kombucha. You're gonna get, yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> so, get, you're gonna get tipsy. But then, so then, like, coffee is, is like, developed and discovered and, and starting to be drank. Like, it's starting to spread across, like, yeah. to different places. And around that time is when, like, a lot of other developments and, like, inventions and, like, big turning points happen because all of a sudden people have this other beverage that they can drink that, like, snaps them back, like, sobers people up to a point where they can, like, get shit done. Wow. And apparently, I knew you would love this, (laughs) apparently... um, and then he goes on to, like, talk about how some, like, really famous, like, inventors and, like, important people throughout history were, like, massive coffee drinkers. Like, a- apparently, like, Isaac Newton drank, like, 72 cups of coffee a day or mm, something. That's my fucking boy. <laughs> yeah. My boy. I knew it. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, someone fact-checked me on this, but, like, that's what my friend <laughs> said in the podcast. And I believe it. Like, I believe that yes. people were going off on caffeine like that to try, like... So what's the bottom line? Is it like, is coffee okay? Kind of the bottom line is what I gather is that he's saying that coffee is 
like can be really good for you. I'm gonna read this book. Sorry, when I yeah. we heard you start talking, I was like, I do not want to read a book that's telling me that coffee is ruining my life. No, it's like supporting. But, it's it's basically giving both sides. Like I think he talks about how coffee can be detrimental, and he also talks about how co- like the coffee culture has evolved, um, and it it also like kind of it, it's always been a way for people to like congregate like salon culture and like it's always been a because because people were drunk all the time it was hard to like have like real conversations about like philosophy and like oh my god and so because people were like so hyped up on coffee they would just like sit around and every culture has like a cafe kind of thing yes and so oh my god yes because of the emergence of coffee there was more like you know, group think like people like conversing and like it was a time to like sit down and that's also like a coffee culture thing. Like in Europe it's very much like you sit down actually in most countries except except like Canada and the US, you like sit down and yeah, drink your I coffee. Mean, that's literally all I've done in Europe is yeah. like go from cafe to cafe. Like you, a little espresso, a little chat Next you cafe. don't see people walking we'll see. around with like coffee cups. Like you, yeah. a coffee is a time that you sit down and like chat with people or you like think about your day or whatever. To be honest, I'm not really someone though who's just going to like pour a co- like or go get a coffee to go. Like, no. Except obviously during COVID and stuff. But even then, usually I want to go somewhere to enjoy my coffee. Yeah. And that's like something for me is I have had an extreme caffeine addiction for a really long time. Totally. I have not gone a day without caffeine. Yeah. I'm going to say it probably in, what, 22, so at least six years. Yeah. And I was drinking coffee before then, too. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's something that, that I realized, okay, I'm addicted to, and I don't care about breaking that addiction at all like you you don't think it's bad for you no i love it so either and i love the way it makes me feel i love drinking coffee when i'm gonna go out like i love having a little espresso with someone before a night out Mm -hmm. i love having a coffee with a friend in the morning and my whole okay it's some philosopher was saying this um uh, that i studied and their whole thing was like life really isn't the big moments it's really just the small things it's just like having a coffee with a friend that Mm -hmm. conversation you have with a friend like that's what your life amounts to is all of those small experiences all together and like that's why i just love it like just having a coffee with a friend and honestly in the same way it's kind of why i like smoking sometimes yeah just like having a nice like cigarette and a coffee with a friend. It's an experience, right? It's, it's a shared experience. Yeah, I mean, you can take it too far for sure. And nicotine, I'd say, is a, a much harsher drug than coffee is yeah. in terms of the way it impacts your body. Like, I think it's a lot worse um, when used in the way that we use it now. Yeah. But that being said, um, I guess I've always found comfort in like thinking about all the greats, you know, like yeah. Newton or yeah. I don't know. Like Jean Falsat or yeah. Simone de Beauvoir, like they were all smoking. Like yeah. they were all like using nicotine as they're doing their work. And in, in some way, like the combination of a coffee and a cigarette and doing your work and like doing some research and There's some writing some stuff. For, that, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm not condoning like smoking. I honestly think it's better. Your life's probably better without it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. If you're in it, then you may as well enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Unless. If that's what you want to do, 
then do it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think everything is good in moderation, like, right? Like, I, yeah. I feel like cutting back on that is probably good, but yeah. I don't know. There's something to be said. It's just interesting in our culture how we really demonize things. Like, totally. Like, we glorify while simultaneously demonizing things. And there's like crazy binary, like alcohol, for example on one end of the spectrum, it's glorified, right? It's yeah. like, university, like, go get fucked up, like, go black out, like, this is what it means to be young. Yeah. And then on the other side of things, it's like, alcohol is poison. Yeah. But I think there's a middle ground, you know? There's absolutely a middle where ground. Where having a beer with a friend, like, man, some of my best memories of university is just, like, finishing an exam or a quiz, and then everyone gets together, we go out for two yeah. beers, and everyone's, like, tipsy at the bar, like, oh my god, two beers, and, and we haven't slept in three days, it's like, so fun. Yeah. and it's so fun, and it's not about getting, like, fucked up, it's just about, like, that little bit of release, you yeah. know, and I don't know, I don't think, I think that if you can enjoy things in that, like, moderate scale, that's such a cliche, but it, it really is incredible, you know, yeah, same thing with nicotine, and same thing with whatever, and I think it's, it's just interesting, because all these campaigns, they really, like, hone in on, like, guilt and shame and like fear it's, it's like well that's what happens if you smoke you're gonna die that's you know? also what happens when you like glorify something and demonize it at the same time right like you're just creating an environment for people to feel shame because you're making something seem really appealing to people to the point where they they really want to do it and then you're like flipping the switch and being like oh well now that you've tried this we're telling you that it's bad and yeah. you shouldn't do it, but you're already addicted to it because we've sold it to you so hard. Yeah. Like especially the nicotine industry or the tobacco oh, yeah. industry specifically. But, um, yeah, I mean, big tobacco is fucked. Yeah. I had this crazy thought train a couple weeks ago when I was really baked. Um, back when I was a stoner, um, <laughs> back, last week. back last week when I was a stoner. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking like, wow, like I was thinking about how sometimes when I'm smoking, it's like, I'm thinking about feeling like I'm in a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know? And I'm thinking about how the arts industry is so progressive, but at the same time, big tobacco got right in there and made it seem so cool, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, like, they really got me. Like, they really, really got me for this, like, quick high. Absolutely. And then, but then after that, I started thinking about how tobacco has been used by cultures and indigenous communities for fucking time immemorial and they've done it in a very um spiritual and sustainable way and i'm like okay like it's not that tobacco itself it's not like that plant is an evil plant that's out to kill you it's just the way that we've processed it and yeah and sold it to people and sold it to people that has made it bad and brutalized like and it really sucks but um I don't know. I, I guess that that thought train was just so intense for me because I went and then I felt really mad at myself and then I felt this shame. But then I circled back to being like, you know, it's not that bad. And I guess like not trying to give myself as much shit for it because I guess at the end of the day, when you just beat yourself up over something, you're never. It's never going to get better. You know. Yeah, you have to like accept that. It you know it is that way and. Yeah, if you're just going to be negative towards yourself about it, like, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, you're just going to keep doing it and hate yourself for it. You have to forgive yourself for whatever it is that you're trying to change. Totally. And, I mean, I'm obviously talking about this from a perspective where, like, I have not struggled with addiction in ways that other people have, you know? So, like, I know it's obviously... That's so amplified and so different for people struggling with other addictions... And, like, I can never relate or even begin to, like, understand that. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just my experience. But, like, 
wait, just bringing it back to coffee again. Okay. It's like, that is basically like what this podcast is. Oh yeah. It's, oh, oh my God. Like, <laughs> think about that one time we were in the trucks driving yeah. from, oh, I think it was, um, Chetwind, which turned out to be a great gravel pit. Shout out Chetwind gravel pit. Who was driving? Peter and James? Peter and James, front. they were in the front and we were in the back. That like, might have been like the one of the highest I've ever been on caffeine. It was amazing. We were just slamming back cappuccinos yeah because it was like our one chance you know yeah. to get a cappuccino right yeah um after drinking like shitty camp coffee no offense to the camp coffee but man i'm so glad to be away from that shit um but we were so cracked out on caffeine i don't think we were addicted to vaping yet because we hadn't no. reached iso, ISO so we that was pretty really good vaping in the i was like vaping like once every three hours yeah you know? Yeah, we didn't want to bother Peter too much. No, we were in our own world, like, <laughs> yeah. making an incredible cue. Making an incredible cue that went on and lived in infamy. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But also, like, just jumping so erratically from topic to topic, like, the most intense topics. Like, talking about, like, issues we, ha- we have with our parents and, like, oh, yeah. traumatic experiences. And then just, like, jumping to, like you know our favorite movie like just very yeah just ridiculous span of yeah types of conversation which is basically this podcast yeah um that was a precursor to, well we had already recorded the podcast oh yeah that, that was point. like probably yeah. after we released two or three episodes yeah out, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah so near the end of season one <laughs> <laughs> listen we're, we're back and we're back with the vengeance okay yeah. i was Man, I was listening to our own podcast because I'm an egocentric bitch. Yeah. And I don't care. And I was listening to it in September and I was just like in my parents' kitchen listening to it on a speaker, laughing my ass off at my own content. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we have to record again. Like I mean, like I I honestly I laugh too, of course, but I wonder like it's obviously funnier to us. Yeah, but I don't care. I think it might be funny to a completely like random person that doesn't know us at all though i mean i think i think if you think i'm funny in real life then you'll probably think this podcast is funny and if you don't then you probably won't even open spotify to check it out but think about all the weird forms of content that exist out there on the internet in different forms like podcasts youtube like so many bizarre like niche things that even i like even the things I watch, I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, like, why am I watching what this person in Korea, like, eats in a day? But it's, like, interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, like, why, why do I watch Weed ASMR before I go to bed? Yeah, because it's... It, it's well, because I want to hear the sweet sounds of someone grinding their weed into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. That eases me. I want to hear the sound of someone, like, ripping bong before I go to bed, even though... I'm not a stoner anymore. And I feel like something that is is really like palpable for, for people that don't know anything about the podcast is like I think the fact that we're so close and like we have like such good chemistry just chatting, I think that really comes across. <laughs> even if you don't care about the content at all, like even if we're talking about things that really don't relate to you, like I think most people that at least I've talked to that have listened to it that like don't know about planting or don't care were like what the best thing about this is that you can really hear 
how good of friends you are. <laughs> yeah, I think like people, my friends, my friends who like talk to me about this podcast, they say that it just feels like they're hanging out with us. Yeah. And that's really just how we want you to feel is yeah. like whoever you are, wherever you are, if we know you, if you're my best friend, if you're my family, I really hope my parents aren't listening to this. But if you guys ever get the courage to open Spotify and listen to this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. But um, also, it's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> but also, yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. And I guess, like, nothing I'm talking about, I'm actually ashamed of, you know? Like, no. I feel really happy with my life and, like, really happy with the way I'm, like, living it right now. And, yeah, I'm I don't sure. know. I've, I'm not really someone who... I guess, like, I don't know. We, we all do things that are seen as like shameful in this society you know and I guess I just don't care and I don't want to hide that at all you know yeah I think that's why like and it's not even my parents fault about this but I think that's why September was hard for me just because like I was living with my parents for like two or three weeks and I just felt like I couldn't be like the like truest form of myself because it's not even their fault like it's not even they're not accepting of it it's it's just that I guess there's a part of me that just wants them I just want them to see me in a certain way like I really want them to think I'm like I got my shit together like I'm successful like yeah and I know that that might look different to them than it does to me but there's still that like craving of like I like even though I cognitively I'm still gonna do my own thing no matter what yeah. I still do want to put on a bit of an act to be like which is exhausting. Yeah, it's it's really tiring. And, like, I I guess, like, my parents, I feel like their philosophy is more, like, they, they understand, like, I'm smoking weed. Like, they understand I'm definitely smoking tobacco, you know? Mm-hmm. They understand that I like dabbling in the psychedelics world, right? But they know, they do know that I have a plan and I'm doing shit with my life mm-hmm. and I have it together and I'm happy and that's really all that matters to them. But they don't want to talk about those subjects. For them, it's more just, like, we don't want to know. Don't ask, don't tell, you but, know? But that's, like... Um, you know, that can, I, I don't want to say it's hurtful, but it's like, those are, those are parts of your life that you like enjoy and value. Absolutely. So to, so to have like some of the most important people in your life, like kind of just say, well, we don't want to know about this at all. It's like, well, what's left? Like, yeah, like there is stuff left, of course, but it's like, that's a big part of your, your identity and personality and that's totally that's kind of like why autonomy is so important and it's like something i've struggled with in the past two years like not having my own space really like yeah family or living here living there and not like feeling like i can be my truest self and for a while i was like i can be myself anywhere like i can make anywhere my home if i have to yeah but after a while i feel that it becomes difficult uh, if you feel stifled. Like, you need to have a space. I mean, and so, some people don't have this, and I'm privileged to, to be able to afford this. But, like, I think everyone deserves a space where they can, like, fully be themselves and be comfortable. Absolutely. And it's really hard to not have that. And And you can live in a big house with your parents that's beautiful and nice, but still feel, like, stifled. Totally. You know? And and that's fair and yeah. valid. I mean, I think it also, there's a thing that a lot of people would say the exact same thing. And I mean, I talked to my parents about this when I was living there. That I just feel like living in that house pulls me back yeah. to a version of myself 
that I don't even associate with anymore. Yeah. You know? And it's really hard because it's, yeah, it's just strange. It's like, last time I was living here, I was complete, like a completely different person in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there is something to say about like the core of your being, you know? Totally. There's like something that's, that's always been the same about me. There's, there's been an energy that is the same that's been consistent that I'm really happy about. But at the same time, I feel like I just have a better perspective as I've gotten older. I'm not tripping over the same things I used to. I have more understanding for other people and the way this world works. And it's just weird to be pulled back into this time. And I just see bad qualities in me start to get pulled out, you know? Yeah. Like this kind of like defensive, like more like fighty, more like I'm going to start shit, like side to myself. I mean, yeah, it's interesting that you like say that, like you have that association with a specific place because um, I've been doing some like, Vis- visualization work with uh, my life coach. <laughs> um, and uh, we were talking about like like when I when I lived in France as being like the last time I felt like like I really like had my own space. Like I, yeah. it was the only time I like really lived alone. And we did this thing where like I kind of just like thought about like I took some time to like meditate on like that space and like remembering it and thinking about it nice and then we also talked about like if I had anything like any physical objects that like I had from that time or from that space and like I, I do and she was like you should like at some point you know intentionally like use those objects like and some of them are like cooking tools that I like purchased there cool and she was like you should you know like make a meal and like use those things and while you're using them like think about where you got them and like what kind of like space they hold like in your mind yeah um I think she I forget the term she used but it was like psychic space or something but um it was like no she's good it was very like i was like this is weird but then i was like you know what it kind of makes sense to like places that you've been a certain way like you know in a certain phase of your life like going back to those physical places or like transporting yourself back there can can really like bring you back to a different mental state like absolutely yeah totally so i understand what you're saying about about being back there and like what we were talking about is me being transported back to like a positive space um but certainly there's like you know negative spaces that I would not want to go back to totally you know I I think that yeah I think that it was also us like I mean me living at my parents house for three weeks you mean it doesn't seem like a big deal at all in the grand scheme of things right like it's like literally three weeks but it was a culmination of me going through a very deep existential crisis. Yeah. Me, like, I just got my degree in May and then went straight into an intense planting season and then I partied super so hard, hard for a month. Yeah. And just, like, was living, like, having the time of my life. And then, bang, I get back home. Bang, I... It was already kind of falling into this space, but, I mean, this is totally a tangent, but... I've been really involved in the climate activism world for a couple of years 
and it is the most important thing to me and it still is like I care so much about what's going on in terms of this climate crisis I won't go too much into this but I hit a point where I had an experience somewhere where I was wondering like if we all grew up in this toxic system and now we're trying to create this movement to create some sort of a revolution to like overcome it, right? Yeah. How are we going to be able to transcend how hard we've been socialized yeah. to be able to overcome that? And I just feel like I was banging my head against a wall. And for the first time in my life, I thought I'd experienced burnout before, mm-hmm. but I this was actually experiencing burnout. Yeah. I thought I was going to come back from the planting season because all planting season, I would have days on the block where I was just crying because I felt so guilty of not being there that I wasn't that. there yeah. and I wasn't working on this because there's this there's this feeling of it's now or never, now or never. Like, yeah. like we don't Every have time. Every day that passes is... It's, yeah. it's true. Like yeah. The thing is, it's true. It's so time sensitive. But at the same time, I guess I just kind of accepted that I'm, okay, I'm one person. And if I'm, I can't just, I can't just like wear myself down to to do this. And then I also got like very like sick at the same time, which was really crazy. Like I got this really intense flu oh, yeah, right. and I was knocked off my ass mm-hmm. for like, honestly, a week or two, mm-hmm. like I was telling myself that it was a 24-hour flu, and that was literally the biggest fucking joke of my entire life. Like, I don't know why I was saying that. You wanted it to be I just a wanted it to be a 24-hour flu, and I'm so mind over matter about being sick, but just being, like, really hurt by a movement that I've been so involved with for so long, just feeling that, like, taking on that really intense physical pain, like, or emotional pain alongside this, like, physical pain of being Ew. sick, and then on top of that, just my body just being really tired from the season and I never took time to rest in a place where I felt stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was just a shitstorm of like, Oh my God, what's going on? And I mean, I'm really happy it happened because it obviously forced me to make some decisions and take some time. And I really wanted to, um, I guess just take a break in a way that's, that's actually restful which is why I ended up moving to like Salt Spring and moving into a community. And I feel like being there and just being able to work on some music, work on some relationships with people, just shoot the shit and mm-hmm. just chill and like live a slow pace of life for just a second. I feel like this is honestly what I needed to truly rest after the season. Like I've been sleeping for like 10, 11, 12 hours every night. Yeah. And it's been so nice just to finally rest after all Mm -hmm. of that work and stress. And it's not just resting from one planting season. It's resting from like two planting seasons, an intense five-year degree, and two years of really like emotionally consuming activism and yeah, I guess I just realized like every person has their limits and I guess I wanted to see myself like I, my ego wanted to see myself as someone who doesn't have limits. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be someone who no matter what, I'm always just going to keep pushing. Yeah. But then I'm, I just kind of was asking myself, like, what's the point, I guess, of continuing to push through this if it's not like if I'm not happy, if I'm not feeling the fire, then and I really for the first time felt like. I had no fire in me. And that was such a heartbreaking feeling. Like at the last action I was at, I was just like crying for like three hours afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I was so nauseous. Like, 
and just like, fuck, like, oh my God, just feeling guilt, feeling like, it's so crazy to feel like I can't keep going with this. I like, you, you feel like I've reached my limit. I need a break. But at the same time, dealing with the guilt of like, how the fuck do you think you deserve a break? Right. Like all these people are going to die and like you've lived the easiest life ever. Yeah. And you've been given like every opportunity in the world to make a difference. And, you and need what, a break. you're just going to go be a hippie now and yeah. chill and like make music. Like seriously, like what are you doing yeah. for the world? Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm like, well, fuck it. Like may, maybe it is, I don't think there's any objective truth. Maybe it, maybe it is selfish, but it is what I had to do. And now I feel like I'm starting to get that fire again. Back, yeah. yeah. And I feel like I have it back. I have my energy back. I have yeah. my life back. And like, I, I feel like I'm someone who just produces a lot of serotonin and I'm usually really upbeat and happy. And for September, I just felt like exhausted all the time yeah and now i'm like okay we're back like let's do it you know yeah no i you you definitely seem like back to your old self like not i mean i really only talked to you on the phone like i never really saw you yeah except for that one time i saw you in in van but even then like i was teetering on the edge i felt i feel like you seem so much better now than you did then yeah, then it was crazy because I just spent, you know, the season ended, all this crazy shit happened. Then I was in Ontario. Yeah. Which was crazy. And then I came back and I was at James's. Yeah. And then just no stability whatsoever. I just yeah. had no idea what I was doing. But I feel like if you have a plan, like I don't need a, a, a strict plan, but I just need some something, kind of concept. You know? Yeah. No, totally that lasts more than like a week, you know, like some plan yeah. of being somewhere for like a, a reasonable amount of time. And now it's just nice because on salt spring, it's like, I have my home base mm-hmm. and it's so nice to be there. And I know that if I want to go spend a weekend with other friends, I can easily yeah. just go to van or Vic. And I love, I love being a transient. Like I love the journey. I love the adventure. I just need some kind of stability. And yeah. I think for me, that really comes down to community. Totally. As long as I have some kind of baseline community where I feel like there's I have people, somewhere to go home to. Yeah. There's people kind of like looking out or like people that you can connect with that are going to be there. And I can show up in any way, yeah. you know? I don't know. It brings me to life. And also I think I really realized I'm such an extroverted person yeah. and being around a lot of people always gives me a lot of life. It really like boosts me up. Yeah. You know? And I know lots of people have different perspectives on that. Some like and that's totally fine. But just I know for myself personally now that being around a lot of people is just like my life source, you know? Yeah. Totally. I feel like I see the best in people. Like I really think everyone I always think like, oh everyone is so amazing, you know? Like, oh this person has this great quality and whatever, whatever. And when I'm around a lot of people, I'm just like, wow, like people are sick. Like Yeah, it really like reminds you like how many different, like unique people there are in the world. And And all their different opinions and like on a shallow level, mm -hmm. I cannot live in basements. Yeah. Like like living in a basement makes me feel like a fucking gremlin is that where you were living i was at my parents house but i wasn't sleeping in my room oh i was sleeping in the basement yeah because i didn't want to sleep in my room i just felt too too back and i was like if i wake up in my bed i'm just gonna be like 7 50 a.m time to go to high school yeah like what up yeah no it's it's, it's too weird um yeah that was like laura and i's one 
one of our main things when looking for an apartment or a place to live in Vic was we were like, we're not living in a basement. Nice. Like, and the lighting in this apartment is great. The lighting in this apartment is amazing. Like, it's so bright because we're in the front corner. Yeah, like, I haven't been outside today yet, really, but I feel, I feel good. I feel like we're getting some light, you know? I feel it's kind of awesome. like we're almost outside, you know? Yeah, basically. It's right there. It's nice. Like, the windows are sweet, and this is a good place. Yeah. I, it reminds me of my friend Carla's place in Van, which was always a sick spot. Well, there, like, this was is a very similar layout to my first apartment in Vancouver. They're all these, like, same 70s buildings that are just, like, very kind of, like, basic box apartments. But if you find a nice one that's, like, got the good windows placed in the right spot, it's good. Like, it's kind of all I need, you know? Yeah, Totally. It would have been sick to find, like, a really nice character home and, like, live in it with a bunch of different people. But, like, this just seemed like the least complicated option, you know? There was just so many variables of who was going to live with us and how long they were going to stay. And I also, I do like, I mean, I think you probably like being around people more than I do. Although I do think I'm an extrovert. But... I am happy with this middle ground of having, like, one roommate. I, I didn't want to live alone, but I also didn't want to live with a bunch of people. Yeah, totally. And I think we're extroverted in different ways. Yeah. Like, I think you're extroverted in the sense that you love being around people, but you love being around your really close friends. Yeah. Like, you're really good at cultivating, like, really close friendships, and mm-hmm. you just really like going deep on them and yeah. just being around those people, and that's good for you. For me, I mean, I also love that shit, but I also love, I love being around a lot of people because it, it's always, like, a new opportunity for me. I'm like, oh, like, I, I, could, I could get close with this person any anytime now. Let's yeah. see what happens, you know? Yeah. Let's jump into this. How could the tables turn here, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, me. so exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe when I get older, I'll see it differently. Maybe I'll be more jaded and be like, fuck it. But it's kind of interesting because I thought, like, I would be more jaded as I got older but it's honestly like I'm less crusty as I get older like I feel like maybe I understand people more to the sense where I used to feel really hurt by like things that people did or said or whatever like because I think the best of people and then when they do something that I don't like I'm like fuck what I'm surprised yeah why are you being like this but now I don't think that anymore I think more like I think more like oh they just have something going on and that's okay and like yeah like finding the line of just like oh like I can respect that you have this going on but I have my own boundaries and these are my boundaries and that's that's fine you know like there doesn't need to be like vi- any vicious feelings you know and well, yeah. I'm not scared I guess to be hurt anymore which I really was when I was for example 17 yeah 18 I well, was like I mean, kind of a stone cold bitch and yeah, I wanted to be that way that makes sense like you know people people change but I think you know we're both pretty like inquisitive people especially when it comes to like relationships and and we we love psychoanalyzing yeah oh we love psychoanalyzing which is why i think we are like this is getting pretty circle jerky throwback (laughs) oh my god like this podcast is a circle jerky. it always has been always will be but um i think that's why we're kind of like understanding people is because we truly enjoy like diving into someone else's perspective and, and being like well okay this person hurt me or or this person like 
is doing something that I don't like it but why like why are they doing that yeah and like I'm I'm okay with with having a discussion about that like I can and let you know obviously there's exceptions where it's like so hurtful to the point where I can't I can't discuss it until after things have like settled but there will always be a point where I'm I'm willing to debrief or like I always want to talk about it you know yeah totally I mean I've definitely I, I feel a lot you know I feel like emotions for me run high but there's there's a baseline of logic and understanding for me that I think... And analysis. And analysis. And I think that yep. really helps me. Of just being like, oh, yeah, this is happening in their life. And, you know, I used to just take it on and be like, oh, it's my fault. Like, I suck. And that's why yeah. this person is being like this. And then now I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't suck. They don't suck either. This is just their set of experiences. This is just my set of experiences. And this, this is what's happening. What's happening. And... I mean, it's hard to exist in this world. Totally. Like, and no one's perfect. I've heard people, people have heard me, like, that's okay. And, like, all you can really do is look at things objectively and be like, oh, yeah, like, these are the reasons behind this. And learn from that. I really don't like being like, fuck this person or fuck that person because, no. I don't know, there's and, always a reason behind something. And it, like, it definitely, ha- like, I'll catch myself, like, having that happen and I yeah I I don't like that and I I try to to not do that because yeah I I mean I do also think like people are inherently good yeah Yeah. but also so you catch yourself in that mindset of like oh fuck this person and then and then you're kind of mad at yourself you're like what why am I being so mean Mm -hmm. but then like you got to take a step back and realize that's literally what we've been taught to do Totally. We've all been taught to just cancel each other and be like, yeah, fuck this, fuck that. Like, yeah. Like, you see it in the movies. You see it on your TV. I mean, literally, the way our school system is, is you can't be good at school without someone else being, being bad. bad. Yeah. Which is not the way we should do things. We don't live in a society where everyone could be doing well. Because, like, it's all relative in that sense. And it... Yeah. It, I mean, in, in a way, it, I guess it makes sense because... That is the theory of relativity, and like that, that, that comes down to like a lot of science and a lot of math. But it doesn't have to be that way because I mean, yeah, you should, you guys should watch this video um, on just how if everyone in the world is doing better, then you're also doing, doing better. better. Yeah. Well, it's also a. I think it's also like tied into like classism too, right? Like, oh yeah. It's like as time has gone on, and like there's been such like the wealthy have gotten wealthier and the poor have gotten poorer. Like there's such a disparity that it's like, I don't know, like you just feel bad if you don't have, like, like you feel, you feel better knowing that there's people beneath you. Yeah. You know, like you, you say to yourself, well, at least I'm here and there's people that have less than me or are doing less than me. Yeah. And that's a thing that like I'm guilty of and I know so many people. I know that's that's a huge reason why like things like channels like TLC, like all those TV shows like my 600 pound life or like these problems that I had like my strange addiction like think my theory is what draws people to those shows is like hey, at least that's not me. You know, like... I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like, that's why I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Totally. I'm like, at least I'm a fucking Danny DeVito But that's that's, that's fiction. You know, like, yeah, that's actually, why reality is so, like, rough to me. Reality TV yeah, is what I'm saying. I mean, it's just exploiting 
people who are struggling. Exactly. Um, and I think a lot of people just mindlessly watch it and are like, yeah, this is entertaining. But what they don't realize is happening is like, you know, we're, we're exploiting these people for entertainment, but also you're just like propping yourself up on like <laughs> someone's like pain and suffering. Propping yourself up. <laughs> like that, uh... What was, yeah, what was that? Was that a reference to? Violence. Oh. <laughs> that was a real deep cut. Yeah, the violence was propping, propping me up. Propping you up. That- and we're back. Yeah, this is a long one, folks. So Anchor cut us the fuck off. But to be fair, spared you a story that was like 10 minutes of me just like bitching about being on hold because my credit card got stolen. (laughs) So like, honestly, could probably spare you the details. Yeah, it was for the best. Bottom line, being on hold is purgatory and it sucks and you guys all know it. We all know that, yeah. The music sucks. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual trial, blah, blah, blah. But what I want to talk about now is, you know, just bring it back to some light stuff. Um... I've been kind of bopping around Vancouver and Victoria on the weekends recently. Like, I don't know. Nice life. I was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm like sober now. Like, I'm like spiritual. I'm like, you know, like, I don't even smoke weed anymore. And then on the weekend, it's like, and like, yeah, sleeping fucking 12 hours a night. And then sober dance parties, sober dance parties. I'm like, oh my God, let's go. And then on the weekend, I'll be like, oh, I'll just go to Van or Vic. And the next thing you know, it's 7 a.m. and I'm on drugs. Mm -hmm. So not bad, not complaining, just saying there's a bit of a duality. A a little bit of Gemini Mm -hmm. coming out in me. Mm -hmm. The two sides. But I wanted to talk about last weekend. So Halloween's basically my favorite fucking weekend of the year interesting i, I didn't know that about oh you. my god i love halloween so much it's pretty fun like i it's just like okay first of all it's the lowest key holiday like it's not even really a holiday they're exactly it's not even a holiday it's but a like party. it's a party and there's not like high stakes like new year's eve which is my birthday is like everyone's like oh we gotta have the best night you know yeah. or christmas is like you gotta spend time with your family and it's gotta be good yeah you know there's all these pressures around it but halloween no expectations also no re- real religious ties no rules yeah like like kids just bopping around getting candy like sugar high you know like i've always been high on something on halloween whether it be sugar life or drugs or also i think (laughs) i may have asked you this before but like my cousins that grew up in vancouver to them halloween's a big deal dude halloween in vancouver i didn't realize this actually goes off like fireworks fireworks are insane last year was like the last year of fireworks before they were banning them which everyone was like what the fuck vancouver you're so boring but to be fair like it really scared a lot of dogs and a lot of dogs like go missing and get fucked and like are shaking like my dog was like shaking last halloween it's like a fucking it's like bombs are being dropped like (laughs) you like the first time i was in vancouver for halloween like this was when i was younger i was like whoa like what is going on like why are there so many fireworks and kids like it it was fun through all age groups like as a kid i loved it but there was always like as a kid i remember going to the streets the streets are flooded oh and there's people when i say fireworks i don't mean like the city of vancouver puts on fireworks i'm talking this is is some gorilla shit okay (laughs) peeps be buying fireworks and lighting them off 
willy nilly well, in some, the streets, like it was, everywhere. It was some fucking rule that fireworks are legal only on yeah. Halloween, and they're only allowed Why? to be sold. Like, I don't know. It's like the purge, basically, yeah. in Vancouver. It's like a weird Vancouver thing. But um, yeah, like I was a kid, and there'd just be like fucking firecrackers in the street. I would be scared shitless because I hate loud noises. Mm-hmm. But I mean. There was some always epic shit. I just love... It's about being scared, though, right? It's about being scared. It's about being spooky. It's about getting dressed up. Yeah. I loved costumes. I remember making, like, this really funny, like, costume when I was in grade eight, I think. Like, I got this, like, skirt, and I remember, like, hot glue gunning, like, all this, like, candy to it. I don't really know what I was, but it was a sick or something, yeah. I wish I had a picture because I remember just being so proud of it. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know. I was, like, the beginning of high school, so I probably looked, like, a little loser, but... I don't know. I loved it. I was so happy it's with it. Costume, like, I thought yeah. I was so cute, and I felt really good, and that's all that matters. Totally. Um, and, yeah, in, like, grade 11, grade 12, I remember going as a... Sh- in grade 11, I was one of two sheet ghosts at school, and I thought I was fucking hilarious, which it was. Like, yeah. me and my friend Rachel were, like, running through the hallways. I remember, like, people were taking pictures of each, like, with each other in the hallways of their costumes. Yeah. There's one of me running to French class in the back and there's just this white flash it's hilarious literal ghost I literally like like I didn't even follow this girl because she was in a different grade or something and someone tagged me and they were like this is fucking hilarious and I'm like yo what up like ghosting on your ass um but then in grade 12 we convinced the whole grade to go as a she ghost wow so everyone in grade 12 was a she ghost and the teachers were pissed they were like this is disrespectful like we don't even know who you are right now And we were all, like, switching Ooh, seats and shit. Riot. But, like, what was amazing about my grade 12 class was that, like, we went to Catholic school. And, like, usually there's a lot of division within the grades. Like, our grade had its fair share of drama. But by grade 12, there was, like, a solidarity that we had that no other year grade really had. had. Nice. And from that, we were able to really, like... Like, they do a lot of things in sc- and, like at that school to, like, pit you against each other. Like, they do this thing called prefects. Right. Where they choose, like, 15 of, too. like, the perfect students or For people like, to make themes. them feel yeah. better that, than everyone else. And the people that aren't hate them and they hate them. But, like, there was, so weird. there was still that, but no one gave a fuck. Like, yeah. everyone was like, yeah, whatever. Like, cool. Like, good for you. Like, I'm glad you're I'm enjoying this role. Thing. I'm doing my thing. You're doing yours. Doesn't really matter. But, um... We all went as she goes, and like I just felt like we showed we, them that you didn't care. Yeah, we didn't give a fuck. That, but yeah. We also just didn't give a fuck at all. And like I feel like I've been lucky to be a part of like quite a few groups, groups that are like just yeah. don't give a fuck. Like our crew this summer, yeah. whatever. Anyways, we're going off on a tangent. Um, back to reality here. Yeah. Um, Halloween. So yeah, Halloween weekend very special to me. I I just love it. It's the time of the year where. I've gotten over the fact that summer's over. True. I'm hyped for ski season. It's around the corner. True. And at the same time, it's like, let's get dressed up as whatever the fuck we want. It could be funny. It could be hot. It could be stupid. It could be nothing. Um, but let's just go out and have a good time. And there's yeah. like no expectations or pressure. And there's always like a bunch of parties. Yeah. You know, like there's a party on Friday, a party on Saturday, a party on like actual Halloween, which could be a weekday. Like I think there's the most parties during Halloween. Like there's there's only parties on New Year's Eve. There's never parties before or after. Exactly, exactly. And what's amazing is that it's just like fuck it, like let's have a costume party. Like which is always we so should be fun. doing that all the time. Like getting dressed Themes. up as shit is fun. Yeah, yeah, themed parties are the best. Anyways, um this Halloween weekend I went to Vancouver which was kind of surprising to me because I left Vancouver and I was like 
fuck Vancouver, fuck Coover, I hate that place. Yeah. But really, I was just in a dark place when I was there, and I was running from that. Yeah, you need to just take a step back. Exactly. But then I went back to Vancouver, was staying at my old communal house, and I was like, wait a second. I actually love this city, and I have so many good memories here, and of course. like, there's great people, and I was just having a fucking time and a half. It's a fun place to be on Halloween. Oh, it's a great place to be on Halloween, and honestly, nowhere I'd rather be on Halloween, yeah. because... Vancouver does Halloween a different way. And yeah, last year was the last year of fireworks. Yeah. And it was fucking insane. Like, holy shit. I was just at the beach on Molly, like, wow. Okay. On my bike. Like, I don't even know what we were doing. That's so fun. Um, Yeah, it was fun. Um, Anyways, this year... I went to my homie JP's party. Shout out JP. Shout out JP. Fucking love you. If you're listening... You know he's going to listen to thanks. this. Thanks. Yeah. If not, fuck you, but I know you're going to listen to this because you're a fucking real one. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was at my homie JP's party, and yeah, um, I was there with like, I don't know, like a bunch of sick people. Um, my homie Kayla, also shout out Kayla, um, was there, and we were just like fucking snacking on mushrooms like all night i was in this phase of just like fuck it like let's party on psychedelics like kind of done with drinking and we're just like laughing our asses off just being like silly like having a dance party in like the coke room like just fucking up their vibe like you know like let's let's go like mushrooms dance party vibes like who is it by michael jackson comes on sada and i are doing a floor routine like wow it was intense but the funny thing about me at parties is i'm never in the main room i'm always in like it's not that i'm like oh always like doing drugs or something but i'm always in like the bathroom or another room or outside or on the trampoline or upstairs like i just love i'm a floater born a floater will die floater and i just love that shit anyways the point of the story was that i fucking i think it's like midnight maybe a bit later i get a text from sam that was fucking fishing for me to call her honestly (laughs) like we'd been like texting a bit that night and like yeah, that last text, I was like, yeah, obviously you expected a phone call. Like, you I, really expect me to reply. Like, I need to know what's going on at this party that I'm at. Yeah. Victoria. I, like, I need to know. know. Like, anyways, I called her and I was just, like, laughing my fucking ass off. I was like, why do I feel like you're standing here smoking this dart with me right now? I don't even remember, like being that funny on the phone, but I remember making you laugh and it brought me, like, so much joy. <laughs> Well, it was funny as fuck. I don't remember what you said. I think you were like, fuck, you just, like, you always have a couple of good one-liners, but... Yeah. I felt like we were on mushrooms together. It was, like, the craziest, oh, like... I, I do remember, like, I um, was not on any psychedelics that night, unfortunately. Um, but I remember when you called me, I, I remember telling you that I felt... I almost felt like a contact high, like, through the phone. (laughs) And I was like, how is this possible? Like, somehow I feel like I'm tripping with you, but I'm absolutely (laughs) not at all. The vibes were so strong. They were fucking transmuting across the Pacific. Totally. It was insane. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. The power of the human mind. The power of the mind, baby. Um, And the spirit. Like, I don't even know what to say about that night, but, like, it was just so much fun. Shout out JP for a sick party. Um, I had a blast. And then the next day, I, like, woke up, like, probably went to bed at, like, 4 or 5 a.m., woke up at 9, went for a run at UBC with James. Nice. 
booted over, had a little coffee, had a falafel, booted over to Pacific Spirit, hung out with my other homies that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. It was great catching up with them. Even though I had like no energy and I was super congested. I think mushrooms can make you congested or maybe it was smoking. I don't know, but whatever. I was like, got this energy just from seeing them. Then I went back to my communal house, fucking took a nap, woke up, bailed on all my other plans so I could drop acid with um, JP and Kayla, my fucking homies. And yeah, we ended up going to this like sick fucking car show thing where the sick band that my friend is in, Las Empanadas Illegales, were playing and it was fucking incredible. So shout out them, but... I don't know. This this story has like nothing to it really. I just wanted to say I love Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys had a good Halloween. Um sorry that spooky season is over, but Halloween is fun. Like I spent Halloween on Galliano Island, which was interesting because it's actually such a scary place like it's basically the woods right? So when the lights go True. out, when the True. lights go out, it is dark. And my I went as Hunter S. Thompson, which is like kind of low-key a spirit animal of mine. Like it I definitely took on that persona. Uh, I basically had the whole fit minus a briefcase full of drugs. Um but did you really minus the briefcase full well, of drugs? I didn't have the briefcase full of drugs, <laughs> but I acquired some <laughs> from others. I was actually going to make a post on like the Galliano Island buy and sell being like, hey, can anyone lend me a briefcase full of drugs for my costume? <laughs> Promise to return at least 50% of the contents. Um, but the one police officer on the island yeah, is like, flagged. hey. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> Bates, you went to meeting up. Going to, the, going to the same part. Oh, he oh he entrapped me. Yeah, that'd be scary. Um, He's like, finally some action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my three friends went as the Adams family, and their dog went oh. as uh, Cousin Ed, and it was super cute. Uh, I brought them white face paint from Victoria, because you can't get that on Galliano, so it, I was a key... Uh, factor to executing the costume, which I felt good about. Um, and yeah, we went to this party at one of our friends' houses that's like way on the north end of the island, so like even darker and spookier. And they had they built this like huge fire, and we were all wow. in uh, we because like fires are allowed now because hell yeah, season, which is another great thing about that that time. Um, I need some of that shit in my life. Yeah, <coughs> but we were kind of like in. There was like a little cabin that they have that's like separate from their house that we were staying in, and it kind of like has sliding glass doors, and you could see like in the distance the fire. And our friend that was hosting the party dressed up as a wizard with like a massive, massive pointy wizard hat, and all we could see is <laughs> he was he built no. this massive fire, no. and we had already taken some mushrooms possibly some other stuff and we're looking out the window and we just see this man like in a big robe and this super super pointy hat fully dark no and he's like literally like hopping around this fire like stoking it and all we can see is his black outline and it looks like a witch it doesn't look like a wizard because of this crazy ass hat and we're all just standing at the window being like 
what are we looking at right now? Like, and there's these huge, like, Arbutus trees and all this shit around. That and is, like, some KKK vibe shit. I know. That's it was, freaky. It was freaky. Like, I, so I took a video of it and, like, zoomed in and was like, I Oh, yeah, saw I saw it. that. I was like, what the fuck? I posted it on my story and... I was like, I'm glad I'm not at this party right now. <laughs> and, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, uh, yeah, now that you say it, it does sound like KKK vibes, but, but it, it, was it, like it, it it read. I feel like in the video, it read as like a witch, like like just like doing some weird shit. Okay, I I like saw that video and yeah. like, it, I definitely didn't think that seeing the video, just the way you're describing it, I was like, fuck. It, it was spooky, and I was like, I am actually scared. And so many people responded to it, being like, where are you? Like, <laughs> what's going are on? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just hope I, everyone likes pancakes. I'm just taking, yeah, I'm just taking Halloween really seriously this year. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was some, there was some really good costumes and like, it was, it was a, a very fun, fun little, fun little vibe. Dude, okay, also just to correct myself, when I said I'm glad I wasn't there, I meant because I'd done acid and shrooms like that weekend yeah. already. So for me to be there on the Sunday, yeah. coming down from all that shit would have been a little intimidating. It was, but at the same time, like it was a wide array of like, ages and people like it was kind of like a chill party but the way that chill parties work on galliano is like some people are like doing acid and some everyone's just like doing their own thing and like it wasn't like a rager really like it, yeah, it kind yeah. of was but we were all just standing around a fire out it was an outdoor party dude yeah we were I... all chatting but people were getting kind of silly there there was a little bit of a dance floor oh best part of the night the hosts uh bought like these massive like industrial grade like sparklers like they were the biggest most like rigid like sparklers i've ever seen and they had right at the peak of like anyone that was like on mushrooms or whatever like kind of like being the silliest they handed out sparklers to everyone and we all just like lit them in the fire and then danced around and like spelled our names oh cool and it was so like it was so cute and like so childlike like we were all just like vibing just having a great time dude that's sick it was very much like those sparklers really like made a moment you know like they really provided provided a scene uh that i will always remember you know um so that was probably the highlight of the night but also the host one of the hosts is just super into halloween like theming like theming everything and like having all the decorations including making halloween themed snacks so she made like eyeball like caprese bites with like an olive as like like the eye and like little like fingers with like nails made of like slivered almonds oh my god i love that shit like prosciutto like so sick just like went and like it was all in the details and like did everyone notice or like appreciate every little thing maybe not but like the fact that some people did and the fact that i was like picking up this like witch's finger and eating it it's just fun like oh my god i love that kind of shit like, just so much thought went into it and uh, like it was I would just so cute love to throw a party like and have mm-hmm. that all planned out i think i would i would need someone to help me with the execution for sure it was a lot like but she's really good at that stuff that's so cool i mm-hmm. i love it when people put together sick parties yeah it was really like it was really appreciated and it really made the night like super fun 
I totally know the vibe of the party you're talking about, though, mm-hmm. now that, like, I'm, I've been to, like, one party on Salisbury. I'm sure it's similar But, like, to... I... Obviously, it's not the same thing, but I get the vibe. Like, which I really like, in a way, because it's, like, a party that you don't need to be fucked up at. Like, no. you could literally... You can be. You can be fucked up if you want to be, mm-hmm. which is great, but you can also be sober. But it's, For like, sure. a party that you wouldn't really want to be drunk at. It's, like, no. interesting. Yeah, like, we definitely drank, but uh, everyone was pretty, like... Like, you, you were kind of hopping around from, like, deep conversation to deep conversation because we're all standing around a fire, right? So yeah. it's, like, you're chatting with these people, and then you kind of, like, vibe over here. And there was, like, a whole snack table, so there was, the there was like, that area. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was chilly, so you always were drawn back to the fire unless you were dancing and, like, kind of working up a bit of a sweat. Sick. Um, oh, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, I also want to just give some honorable mentions to some costumes I saw this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, one at JP's party, there were two massive blueberries. Oh, that's wearing cute. these like insane, like big ass, like paint, blue face paint. That's like, like Willy big Wonka vibes. Willy Wonka, like mm-hmm. fucking what was the girl's name? Violet, Violet Beauregard. Beauregard. Great vibes. Great and costume. They were just going the fuck off. Like I never talked. Like I didn't. I didn't get the chance to talk to them or meet them, mm-hmm. but they were hitting the dance floor. Dancing Queen was on, and I just remember like coming up to the blueberries. And we're just screaming in each other's faces, like Dancing Queen, like let's fucking go. Like it was sick. That's like, what's so funny about Halloween too, is especially Halloween parties, is like seeing the funny costumes do funny things, like being like, "Yo, those blueberries on the dance floor last night." Like in what other time are you gonna yeah. say? Yo, those two blueberries, blueberries on the dance floor. getting down. <laughs> like, that's so funny. They did hit the trampoline and popped their suits, which was hilarious. <laughs> like, that's so there funny. was just like, they were on the, I went, I was like, hitting the shrooms pretty hard that night. So I went outside to like take a bit of a break, like, take a bit of a breather, chill, you know, the party inside was getting rowdy. Mm-hmm. Go outside for a break. Then I see the two blueberries on the trampoline. Next thing you know, you start hearing, Bang, bang, bang. It sounds like there's a fucking sniper. So they were filled with balloons. Well, it was like these two, like, you know, those big, like, suits, basically, you can, like, run at each other with? Oh, It was basically yeah, yeah. like that. It was crazy. And they were just on the trampoline, and the guy just, like, was, like, falling down, and it was just going, pop, 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 pop. Wow. And I was just making jokes about, like, Tony being in the window above, oh, yeah, being yeah, a yeah. fucking sniper, like, That's shooting hilarious. down. And it was, like hilarious and i was also like damn like i came out here to take a break yeah and now i'm witnessing some shit i have literally no idea what's going on this right is not now. a break yeah um there's no breaks oh yeah also i was gonna say one last thing about oh yeah i mean like there's other amazing costumes uh my friend freya went as britney spears from the slave for you video i think nice. with the snake great great and era she i mean first of all like looked so hot, hot so hot yeah and it was done so well mm-hmm. and she had this like 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 uh toy snake nice and it was so sick that's a great costume like it was so sick to see her like that and who else i mean um jp was just an e-boy which was funny um and yeah i went mine is jesus my costume's half-assed not gonna lie mm-hmm. I really want to have the inspiration to go in on a costume, but like I always love Halloween, but never think about the costume. I'm always something like random, and I try to do something witty. Like a couple of years ago, I was like a sneaky weasel, like the beer. I like witty. I like play on words. But I basically just costumes. put a sock over my eyes and was like, I'm a sneaky weasel. Yeah. And um. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the night that I did acid, 
it was I just wanted to talk a little bit about like oracle cards really quick mm-hmm. um because I think it's worth mentioning how much they have done for me like I would say I'm spiritual I don't necessarily like I don't know what I believe in and what I don't but I guess I'm a bit of an absurdist in the sense that I don't think anything matters mm-hmm. but I think that because nothing matters everything matters and like everything can be fun and totally. like taken with a grain of salt I guess yeah um so anyways i think that oracle cards are really cool because like we were saying before they're like a reflection tool where you can just kind of like take whatever you want from it and usually it helps reveal maybe what you're actually feeling or where you're actually thinking or where your mind is yeah kind of like a check-in with yourself it's not like predicting the future it's like a tool to yeah to help you find a yeah. path that you want to go down. And sometimes you pull a card and you're like, fuck this card. But yeah. like But sometimes it resonates with you and you're yeah. like, oh, and you're this, like this one feels right. So my uh Rumi Sada, or my old Rumi Sada, and a really good friend of mine, um, shout out Sada, I fucking love you. <laughs> she has this sick deck. It's like a prism deck. Um, and she basically like um like we basically whipped it out right before we dropped acid, right? I was like, okay, we need a reading. And all the cards are like really inspirational or all the cards I'd pulled before it's like I don't know um uh, like optimism or tenacity or yeah good things. like really good things you know yeah with good connotations so knock on the deck to clear it you know mm-hmm. shuffle it up pull a card it's a red stop sign that says stop my heart sinks I'm like fuck my life i want to do acid right now and i just got a stop card but then my girl kayla speaks up and she says yeah this card means stop doing molly start doing acid and i was like true we're off the molly train and we're on the psychedelics train she flipped the script she flipped the script and we read it how we wanted to yeah i mean you could also read the color and read the definition anyways so we like drop this acid and I don't know, then we, like, bop over to Main Street, get a few supplies for the night, like, filter tips, rolling papers. Kayla gets a kebab or some shit. Like, we go to Trendy Bucks, you know, browse. you always gotta hit up Trendy Bucks. And I was like, damn, am I really gonna come up on Allison right now in Trendy Trendy Bucks? Bucks? Let's go. Like, that seems like a Halloween thing to do. Um, anyways, we walked to Kiwi Park and just, like, started, like, walking around. And I'm, like, waiting for this acid to hit. Like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. You know, it's been, like, an hour or two. Yeah. And I took half a tab. And, like, I'm so lightweight on acid. So I'm, like, waiting to, like, really feel it. Yeah. Nothing. Um, we are, I don't know, having great conversations, though. I feel like I was really tired going into the night. So I was a bit worried that the acid might be weird. But I start feeling like super energized. Maybe it's just because I'm around JP and Kayla and I'm having a good time. But I don't know. I feel good. And then we're, yeah, at Kiwi Park. And JP's like, guys, I'm tripping. And Kayla and I are like, yeah, we're not. And I'm like, maybe it's because I ate a burrito as I dropped acid. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, we're walking back. The burrito effect. To the house. Yeah, the burrito effect. We're walking back to the house. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, like probably going to feel it at some point. Walk in the house my whole house was going to this show so everyone was like getting ready looking great music was bumping i'm not ready at all obviously like i'm wearing my fucking scrubs um (laughs) and i go as a doctor yeah well no i can't go as a doctor i'm like nothing even close to it um but anyways i i'm like okay maybe i'm feeling it maybe not kayla and i are like should we take that other half tab kind of looking at each other like this could be a good idea this could be a bad idea so we're like, all right, let's let's hit the deck, you know? We grab the deck, clear it, knock on it, shuffle the deck, see what's going on. 
again, all these cards are like optimistic as fuck cards. We pull a card. It's the yellow triangle with an exclamation mark. Yeah. Spelling caution. Which we know all too well from uh, our heavily used drug chart. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I was honestly thinking that so hard. I was like, but then that gave me some like ease because I was like, hey, we were always okay on caution. Caution is where we live, baby. But I was basically (laughs) like, all right, I'm going to do this reading, you know? So this reading to me means caution. Don't take that other half tab quite yet. So I'm like, all right, let's just roll a spliff and see what happens. Yeah. We smoke this spliff outside. I walk back into Sada's room. Great lighting, by the way. Like, like nice. red, blue, like, kind of yeah. like purpley vibes. Euphoria. And I go in and I'm like, I'm tripping balls now. Like, I go from stone cold sober to like off my ass on acid. And I'm like, literally Kayla and I thank are God. laughing our asses off. Like, thank fuck for this deck. Like, yeah. we thought it was our enemy earlier. Like, yeah. Kayla earlier that night was like, do not pull another card. Because she also was looking through the deck and she found a death card. And she was like, I do I not want to pull this. that. I don't even want to chance it. Yeah. But I was like, no, we, we got to consult it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, we pulled one more card that night, which was uh, consciousness, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And for the rest of the night, we, like, we brought the acid with us just in case because it was going to be a long night. But we just rolled some more spliffs and we're like, activation, smoke, activation spliffs. Yeah. And we were just smoking them the rest of the night, and it was great. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. And when I got to the show, I was like, thank God I'm on this amount of acid right now. It would have been too much. That. Yeah. I would not have made it to the show if yeah. I took the other half tab. And I'm so glad I was at the show because it was epic. And, like, man, just being at a live music show oh, with dude. such an incredible band. And my friends are in the band, too. Yeah. And, I like, they're great people, great music, like... I mean, other great acts as well, like really cool, like hip hop group called Off Topic and like cool DJs. Like I was like, wow, like this is so fun. This is great. And I'm like the perfect amount of like tripping, but not like, like I can like talk to anyone right now. I can, I can function. Like, I feel like I peaked before we like, or like as we were leaving, you know, which is perfect. Oh, side story as well. This is actually pretty good. Um, so I don't know if any of you have taken the sky train on acid before, but it ain't no walk in the park. No, all right? I bet it's not. So we were like no fucking weed before the sky train. We got to get through this. So I rock up to the sky train station, hit up the compass card vending machine, got to reload my compass card. Ooh, rough. Literally the buttons were so far away from me. It was fucked. Oh my God. All the meanwhile, there's a group of teenagers drunk as fuck getting into a fight right beside me. And I'm like, I'm like, am I going to get caught in the crossfires here? Probably because I'm tripping balls on acid. Yeah. Anyways, managed by some stroke of luck to, you know, reload my compass card. Yeah. Hop on the sky train. We get on and we sit down. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to make it. There's only a few stops. We just got to like focus Power now. Um, all the meanwhile, uh, there are these two guys like a little bit further away from me. And I just see them <laughs> pulling out the biggest bottle of tequila I have ever seen, just openly swigging it. Like a 60? Like, like it was ridiculous. A Texas Mickey of tequila. I like, <laughs> and I look at them and I, they, we make eye contact and I just start laughing my ass off and they start laughing too. Yeah. And then I like scream out, yo, subtle. <laughs> and then we're all just like laughing and they're like yo do you want some and i'm like no do not i do not need that shit right now yeah. then they whip out the motherfucking dab pen like the weed dab pen Whoa. and i just lose my shit laughing i'm like these guys clearly give zero fucks tonight yeah and it's halloween 
and I fucking love you. They're fucking partying. I hope if you guys are listening, which you're probably not, so fuck you. But, but if you are, I hope you guys had a great night. Yeah. Because you really added a lot I'm to sure my night. I'm sure they did. Yeah. That interaction was like, I just love a good Skychain interaction. Totally. I just love being like in a different headspace on a Skychain. Anyways, yeah. I just wanted to say that like, so the moral of the story is Oracle cards can help you a lot to make good decisions. Yeah. I want them. Because it's not like those Oracle cards told us something we didn't already know. No. They just made it clear to us. Like, don't be reckless. Yeah. Like, don't like... Like, because it was two hours since we dropped, you know? That's such a long time to wait to come up on acid. But I think it must have been that burrito, honestly. Maybe. But also, we've definitely experienced, like, not feeling anything and then smoking a spliff and then activating it. When was that? Sometime in the season. The G? Yeah, it's gotta be the G. I think it was maybe the first time that we did it. Yeah, that's that's when I started smoking spliffs again. Because I was yeah. like off nicotine because I was like my hand is dead, gotta like recharge yeah. it, whatever, and then We ooh. had to try G. Also, if my surgeon is listening to this, I'm really sorry. I like, feel like he's probably not, but He's hey, probably listening. If he yeah. He's a great he's a great guy. Did you did you tell him about it? About this podcast? Yeah. No, but maybe when I was fucked up on fentanyl, honestly. You I was dropped some knowledge. Me going into my surgery, fucked up on fentanyl, was like pitching liquid fluoride thorium reactors. <laughs> Literally was like giving a 10-minute spiel to my nurse. That's hilarious. Like just fucked up, like yeah. but so chilled out, I guess, because yeah. I was on like benzo and fentanyl. So like Not I guess the Benny back. kept it chill and the Fenty for the thrill, but yeah. like it was like <laughs> it was a that line. It was a it was a ride and I was it was so funny. Like the way it made me feel was like, was like, I had the imp- I was under the impression that I was kind of sober, but, but then like looking not. back, you were not. I was trying to after the surgery. I was trying to order a fucking burrito at Chopper's Drug Mart. Oh so, yeah, right. Not sober. That being said, yeah, all things into consideration, I was under an influence, and I'm glad that um, pretty strong one. I was not driving myself home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think activation splits are a thing for sure. Yeah. Weed like kind of sets things off if you're like... Totally. Try, if your body's like maybe trying to fight, like feeling, feeling it. Like if, if you're not like mentally prepared to go there, I feel like weed like chills you out and like lets you sink into the experience. Yeah, totally. I know. I really... Because we had never taken it. Well, you had taken it. But the, the, like we, we were like, oh, like what's going to happen? Like, but I never smoked weed on G. Yeah. And then when we mixed it, I was like, so I'm reaching Nirvana, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like for me, the litmus test, if I like a drug, is like, does it mesh well with weed? Yeah. Because as much as I just said, I'm not a stoner anymore, I still really love weed. I think it's a great drug. I think it's, I wouldn't even call it a drug, but like, it's, I think it's great. I love smoking it. And... It was really nice to smoke weed on acid because I didn't even smoke weed the night before. didn't smoke weed the day before that. Like, I'd been pretty, like, chill about it all, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. Reaching Nirvana. Yeah. Re- I've, I've reached Nirvana, I guess, eh? Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like we should probably wrap this up because I don't really feel like cutting anything out because I feel like everything we said was either insightful as shit or comedy gold. We were possibly getting to a part where we would maybe have to cut some shit out, so... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because now this episode's literally going to be an hour and a half. I we think could we... could cut it into two episodes. Well, 
we could, but like let's just give people what they want. I a full let's just like, movies length. Listen, shooting the shit. You don't have to listen to this whole thing. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this now, I guess you've made it through. So congrats. Listen, we don't have time to split it up into into two episodes. So you do it yourself. Listen, <laughs> yeah, like listen to one half on the bus. Take half a tab half. of acid, yeah. listen to the other half for the, the party other, section. The other half can be your activation spliff. Yeah. <laughs> if weed can't activate you, this we surely will. can. Yeah. Anyways, it's a beautiful fucking Saturday. There's storm clouds, but it's sunny. And Classic you know what? Weather. This has been a great fucking time recording. I, know, I so So good to be back. It feels great to be back. I... I don't know why it feels easy. This is this feels like it's been one of the easiest, easiest episodes. Months. We've maybe it's because we're not depleted of all of our nutrients. We've like taken some time to 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 recuperate, you know. That and being said though, like I mean, the first episode we recorded, we were fucking full of nutrients. True. That first episode was pretty easy too though. It was, but at the same time it was also our first episode I together. I think we were nervous. So. This one, we have the ease of like being well, <laughs> well rested and like... Well rested? Okay. We didn't even really. talk about last night. Damn. Yeah. Whatever. It's we, too much. We had a good time and did karaoke. Like, yeah. whatever. We it stayed was up until 7 a.m. Yeah, that was a late one. It was... Yeah. It was a late one. It's like every weekend, I'm like, hey, how can I fuck up my sleep schedule and then go back to Salt Spring and take... Yeah. CBD every night. How can I? Hours. How can I stay up to the hour that I usually get up at? That'll really mess <laughs> me up. Yeah, that'll be great for my that'll body. Be awesome. But you know what? As long as you're mentally well, all's well. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. And I feel good today. I don't even feel hungover. So. I feel great. Um. Yeah. This has really brought me back to life. Uh, oh yeah. This has been. I honestly am stoked to release this. I'm stoked for everyone to share this day with us. And that it will it will live on in this episode because it's it will been so nice. Probably become a national holiday. Oh yeah, honestly, totally. like it'll be the next Halloween. Yeah, it it, it might be. Um, Should we just start a, like Halloween too? Like I think I think we I think there's room. I think in the we, market. When could we slide that in? Like Halloween is October thirty first. That's pretty good. I feel like May? January. <laughs> <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum i'm thinking about something to like boost people up oh like because january seems pretty soon after but like it should be in the winter you're right but january is bleak like may people are already feeling like Mm -hmm. people are like going to garden parties people are like people are feeling great people just finished the university Mm -hmm. semester at least all my uni friends you know like if you're in high school you're like about to finish the the year Mm -hmm. if you're working if you're not working you're like summer is around the corner vitamin d is just fucking pulsing through your veins yeah. like no i, I days agree. are getting longer but then like when are people gonna do their like sober month it was january supposed to be sober month i don't know i have all february? months of all months february being a sober month is like kind of fucked up yeah like that's when you want to to indulge but i guess what does sober mean anyways that's a whole other fucking topic yeah. like, okay you know what we, we, we gotta, gotta go we gotta wrap this up we, we got shit to do to i got some missions forever, but like Oh yeah, we missed you. Yeah, our we, seedlings. We missed you so much. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're gonna do this again. See you guys grow. Yeah, um, grow into <laughs> some, grow with us. Go into some trees, eh? We're gonna pound you in. Okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. I, I gotta go. Okay. Um, I guess this is it. Yeah, we have no sponsorships today. I guess. 
maybe the seagull. Oh yeah. <laughs> but honestly, what's the opposite of a sponsorship? Because yeah. I feel like he was just a fucking wrench in our day. Yeah, he was. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> he was our competition, really. And I guess competition makes you stronger. True. So you know thanks. What? Shout out. Thanks, Larry. Larry the Seagull, you are fucking horrible. Thanks and for I your, hope you never come back. Thanks here. for your sound bite of squawking on my balcony. Yeah, maybe we could like remix that into something for our band. I don't remember what the name we came up with. Rambler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Intentional Ramblers. Intentional Ramblers. <laughs> and this was a podcast by the Intentional Ramblers. All right. Well. Thank you and good night. Ciao.